I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket! Yes, yes, hello one, hello all. With the game on Monday, sees a new round starting only three days later. Thursday, there's a footy on tonight. That means the Supercoach preview's back for yet another week. Um, a week that I think we're going to come back down to earth a little bit from last week. Obviously, Ryan Pappenhausen's nearly 200 score. If you captained him, you were set off for a brilliant week. Obviously, as much as we want that to happen again, it's it's a bit of an anomaly. I think we're coming back to reality here with a good score being around 12, 12.50. And speaking of Ryan Pappenhausen, I guess there's no better segue than to move in for the captain choices for this week. Captain of the Look, I'm going to be pretty brutally honest, guys. I haven't looked at anyone else bar Ryan Pappenhausen. Obviously, his matchup against the Bulldogs, it's, it's a very, very juicy one. We can look at some VC options beforehand. On Thursday, we have uh, the bunny taking on the Broncos. I guess we could look at someone like Latrell Mitchell as a captain cho- as a vice-captain choice. I don't expect Latrell to go sh- too huge this week, personally. Uh, I, I guess the only other game we could look at would be the Panthers-Raiders game. I think that's going to be a bit of a slog. Obviously, Brian Toto, another good VC option. Nathan Cleary, another good VC option as well. David Fafita, uh, versing the Knights, could be a, a decent shout for VC, but the only game I'm looking at this week, guys, is uh, the Bulldogs versus Storm. I think Ryan Pappenhausen is the, I wouldn't say clear-cut choice, he's probably the only choice that I'd be confident taking in my side at the moment. Based off matchups, I think Pappy's going to be around 25 to 30% ownership for captaincy this week. Moving on to trade talks, I'm still very much up in the air as to what I'm going to do. I think I've nailed on what I'm going to do. Uh, that was helped, basically, believe it or not, by my head-to-head opponent for this week. Um, he suggested I, I make this move, and I think it's the move that makes sense on paper. Originally, I was looking at trading out uh, Cecilia Tupanua and Bailey Simonson, and I was going to pick up Brian Kelly and Jackson Tapine. I think I can hold off this trade for a week looking at it on paper. I think there's some ways I can get Brian Kelly in next week if he has a blinder. I'm still happy with my settling combo at the moment of Fergo, To'o, uh, Dane Laurie and Dane Gagai. So I think Brian Kelly is just a luxury buy. I think the trade that I'm set on is Josh Jackson out, Cecilia Tupanua out, Jackson Tapine in, David Fafita in. David Fafita is in my end goal team. So if I can get him in now before that price gets way too high, uh, I'm pretty happy with those moves. So yeah, so it's going to be Satili Tupanua out, Josh Jackson out. It sucks to see Tupanua go. Obviously, I was a huge fan of him all preseason and was looking at the goods in the first couple of rounds, but that sky-high break even uh, against a tough matchup next week. I don't think that he's going to play this week, in all honesty. I know that people are are confident that he's named, but I could definitely see a world where the Roosters pull him last minute, similar to the Parramatta. So that that would see David Fafita brought in. As for Josh Jackson, he's been a, a great servant for the team for the first 
four rounds. Obviously, he's suspended last week, so only played the three. A guy with a really good floor. Probably doesn't have the, the amazing ceiling that someone like Fafita has. So, look, it sucks to see him go. His break-even is still about 40, 45. So, there's still some money-making opportunity there. But I think if I don't get my hands on Fafita now, I might miss the ship on that. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. Look, hot takes last week. We went four from six. It uh, wasn't too bad. We had Brian Toa over 100. Adam Reynolds over 85. Ryan Pappenhausen over 100. David Fafita under 60. Tyson Frizzell over 80. And Sam Walker over 55. So that takes the season tally to 15 out of 23. That's uh, not too bad, um, considering we're going at a better than a 50% clip. I'll always take that. As for this week in the hot takes, there isn't too many favorable or unfavorable matchups. So I guess this week they're not as spicy as usual, but we've gone Latrell Mitchell under 70, Nathan Cleary under 75, Kalen Ponga in his return game under 65, and Sam Walker under 50 after his 81 last week. So look, probably not as spicy as, as previous weeks. No Adam Reynolds over 85 or David Fitt under 60s there, but... Look, I, th- I still think they're in with a with a reasonable shout, backing guys like Cleary to go under 75, and backing someone like a Ponga, who's a perennial 80-point averager under 65. I understand their first game backed, but I uh, could definitely see some of those matchups heading in our favor. We have Byholds and Self this week. Another one of these weeks where um, it looks like a lot of people are saving trades. It looks like no huge buys are emerging. Uh, there is five guys here I want to touch on, the first being Jacob Little. Uh, I've got him in a hold. Look, if you didn't jump on the Schuster train, you've obviously held a uh, little. I really like him moving forward. Obviously, Jake Simkin is on the bench. Moe's and by in the centers, like Jake Simkin on the extended bench. So we can definitely see him playing bigger minutes, which is going to help you score. I think he's going to be a fantastic reserve option this week against the Cowboys. He just seems to be keep pumping out these attacking stats. And uh, for a cash cow, that's all we ask for. The next is Ryan Madison. I've got him as a sell. I uh, had him as a sell last week, has him as a sell this week. Obviously, is playing the last game of the round, as he was last week. Paramount pulled him last minute, so owners got stung. Uh, I wouldn't be taking the chance again. The way that they have managed his concussions before, they did the exact same thing last year. I think this was a recurrence for about five to six weeks. So, just because he's named, don't expect him to start. Uh, the same with Cecily Tupanua, who I also have been getting a lot of questions about. So, we will leave Tupanua for the listening Q&A. But, yeah, look, he he's a sell for me as well, for the, for the sheer fact that um, the same reasons as Maddo. He has a high break even. Roos has managed concussion history as well. I don't expect him to be actually playing this game. And if he does, I still think he's a sell personally. Um, I understand that Sam Walker is feeding him ball, but yeah, for me, it, it sucks, but Tupinu is a sell for me. As for Brian To'o, I think he is the buy of the round. I think every good side in the top 1k is going to have To'o. Um, he's just a very, very good foundation to build your team off. He's going to get you 50-55 every week without fail. And then, obviously, any attacking stats he gets is going to be phenomenal. The last man is Cody Walker. Uh, I think he's a hold as well. People are wanting to rush him out for a week. I don't understand it. It's the exact same dilemma that we had with Nathan Cleary a couple of weeks ago. Um, Angus Crichton after the first round. It's it's a week you've paid big dollar for him, so just hold him. If it was more than like three weeks, then yeah, I'd look at selling him. But Cody Walker, I feel you can you can just wait and, and play him again next week. It's a very sideways trade to, to bid him off this week and get him in next week. It's just two trades to waste that you really don't have. So yeah, hold Cody, hold Cody Walker for me. Now we move on to the rapid-fire listener Q&A. First one comes from On the Piss 247 great username. Will Harry Grant be a good 
hooker option, or is it better to say cheap with hookers? Um, I think Harry Grant's going to be a good hooker option. He won't be for the next five or six weeks, so definitely we can we can wait on him. I think easing him back into footy, we're going to split the minutes with the cheese. Um, therefore, I wouldn't be touching Harry Grant just yet. Uh, wait until he drops in price and has regular minutes. Um, Cragen says, Teddy at 150 break even, surely loses value hard. Trading out for Toto and rebuying for less in a few weeks, 200 IQ play or what? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, you guys know I'm probably the most outspoken um, podcaster about the selling Teddy dilemma. If you have no plans on captaining him for the next few weeks and you're going to ride Pappy, then uh, I can see a world where you sell Tedesco and then bring him in a couple weeks later for, for less. I feel the optimal time to sell Tedesco was last week when his break-even uh, was 110. He was priced at 880k or something ridiculous. So, look, I'm not against it. I don't have the balls to do it myself, but it could be a move that could see you shoot up the rankings, and it's it's risky moves like that that will see you succeed or, or fail, and playing it safe is never, never fun, as you guys know from my captain choices in recent weeks, but... Um, yeah, look, I, I don't hate selling Teddy. I, I don't love it, but it's it's not something I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot down like a lot of people have. Um, Jamie says play Schuster, Watson, or both this week. Oh, um, I'm not a huge fan of Watson this week. Unfortunately, I have to play him. I have no other option. But him at six, we're obviously going to lose those incredible base numbers that he puts out. So we're going to rely on those attacking stats from Watson. Hopefully he feeds Ponga and then gets a, a few try contributions from there. But look, I'd be playing Schuster. I think he's a safe. 45, whereas Watson probably has a 30 in him, playing 5-8th. Um, Harry says, how how worried should we be about saving trades at this point in the season? Uh, I wouldn't be too worried at all. I'd, just, I'd be getting your team set up for the buys. I've always said if you can leave yourself about 10 trades for the last 10 weeks, then you should be sweet. You should have a, a pretty much final team after Origin, and then therefore you can just look at um, trading guys out for key matchups. So, yeah, look, I wouldn't be too stressed. If you've made two trades every week, that's fine. I think um, I've done the same. I'm just looking to build the best squad I can and then save the trades at the end of the season. Um, Jay Calderan says, is Jay Paulo a buy? I don't know. I've never seen the appeal of Paulo, to be honest. Uh, last year was a career year for him, um, but he's had a few scores inflated by tries. Look, I think a lot of people are jumping on Paulo, which is going to make me want to steer away from him. Someone like a Payne Haas, when he pulls his finger out and Kevy plays him the minutes that we know he should, I think he's a great option. David Clemmer, when he comes back, he's just a consistent scorer. So I think there's definitely some other options in prop. I mean, even running Tino for a fair while isn't a bad thing. Prop this year, I think, is a position that we can just wait on until the true guns emerge. Uh, Hunk AZ asks, is Superdure a sell? We touched on this in the buy, hold, and sell. I think he is, just from the sheer fact that huge break even... Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't expect him to play personally. So, if you have Turpinu on your side, I would be selling him. But look, if you have pressing issues, there's there's not worse players to take a punt on and roll the dice, hoping that he plays. Keegan asks, stance on Bailey Simonson as a hold or sell for the upcoming weeks. I think his time is peaking. Um, we needed tries from him to get a significant rise, and it's not happening. His break even's around thirty now, which is what he's sort of pumping out week in, week out. If we can get a trial or two, it's going to help. It's going to stay in his rolling average, but I think selling him in the next couple of weeks is, is the play. For me, he's probably making way next week, personally. He doesn't play the first bye week, and I'll be looking to flip him for someone that does. I wouldn't say he's been a flop, so to speak, but he hasn't kicked on as to what we wanted to. James asks, is newer trade at 40 break even, not getting any attacking stats? 
mate, I I toyed up with this idea, then I had a look at his stats. Indeed, he he has like a 25 base with like 15 evading stats, so he's just going to get 40 week in, week out. Um, we know what he can do when he does score. We saw that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when that big score drops out, we'll, we'll see what happens with this break-even, but uh, he plays the first bye week. I'm going to hold Tessie New, I think. He's just going to pump out 40s. He won't lose too much cash. Same with Jordan Ricky. I think these guys are safe 40s to 50s every week. Against the Storm last week, he scored 47. I think he had one try contribution, so that's 43 points in pretty much um, all power base. So, yeah, look, for me, Tessie New is a hold. I understand the... The, on face value, he looks like a sell, but I'd definitely be holding him. Um, Yi Chaz asks, is Teague Wilton a good trade in this week? Also, newer sell could struggle hit 40 break even. Um, Tessie knew we just touched on, but as for Teague Wilton, look, he's played two games, has scored 45 and 70 odd with a try. Um, he's probably going to get a bench spot, but for how long? I understand Britton Nakora is back next week, but people are forgetting about Sifa Talakai too. Um, Sifa is back anytime as well, so I think he'll be challenging Britton Nakora for that starting spot, and then obviously one of them will go to the bench. So it just depends on who makes way for Sifa. So look, if Wilton can hold a spot, 250k, there's definitely worse options to have. But for me, I'd probably pass. I'm taking a punt on Jackson Tapine in the hopes that he grabs a bench spot moving forward. Aaron asks, would you trade Asako for Brian To'o this week before his price rise with Asako's hard run? Yeah, look, I think Asako, you were fine to hold him last week. He still had a, a good break even with a, with a poor matchup against the Storm. But if you picked Asako from the start, he's been a fantastic cash cow, uh, a good servant to your squads. But I think it's time to move him on and you can get him Brian To'o, who's a season-long keeper. Will asks, Sevo to Fergo and then To'o after Fergo's price rise. So you're basically trading Sevo out for Fergo. Sevo to Fergo to To'o. Look, this may be, I guess, a little bit controversial. I don't know. I think Fergo's a trap. He's in my side. I'm not sh- hugely happy about playing him every week. The bloke's 470k. With a, Yeah, he's got a low break even, but um, he's the definition of junk time points. He'll just score points out of nothing uh, on the bell, as he did last week against the Tigers. He's a guy with a with a, a thirty in him, so I feel like for four hundred and seventy k, um, you can use it to get someone like a Campbell Graham, uh, a Dan Gagai, a, a Brian Kelly. I feel like they're better options than Fergo now. Don't get me wrong; if you jumped on Fergo at three hundred and fifty k or whatever he was, it's a fantastic buy in hindsight. But now at four hundred and seventy k, only going to go up. I think you can use your money and save the trade and get some one of these mid range guys that four hundred to fifty four hundred and fifty to five hundred k uh, price point. But if you can find the cash for Toto, then I would definitely be uh, jumping on that train. Just going back and editing this, I thought I'd quickly put in some more two cents that have come to mind. Um, Daniel Tupo, a lot of people are sleeping on him. Uh, I think the bloke averages 55, and from memory, he hasn't scored a try this year. So when his price comes down, I think he's going to be a great pickup. And another one that a lot of people are sleeping on is Justin Olam. Um, he's just continually pumping out scores. He's on that uh, dominant side for the Storm. So Justin Olam, I think, is a, is a great pickup on the left-hand side of the field. And, and Daniel Tupo, uh, and obviously Nate David Nofaluma as well, when his uh, price comes back to being more realistic, uh, the Tigers' run home is phenomenal. He also plays the first bye week as well. So, yeah, I think I think Nofo, Olam, and Tupo, you can add to that conversation. <clears throat> I thought this question would come, and, and it has. Jackson asks, buy Ponga next round over Roger. I would be staying as far away from Callum Ponga as I possibly could. He's priced at well over 700k. I'm not paying that for him. Give it five, six weeks. Let that price come right back down. Then we can pick him up. 
uh, the Knights are missing a lot of trips as well. So I want to see how they go without Mitchell Pearce, without Kurt Mann, uh, with Blake Green and Connor Watson in the halves, how that's going to affect KP. Uh, I think he will goal kick, which is going to be a big plus. But yeah, I'd be waiting as long as I can on Kalamponga before we pull the trigger um, and, and get him in. And the last question today comes from Kai Jones. Is Josh Jackson worth holding for one more week? Not sure how his minutes will be this week. I think one more week is fine for Josh Jackson. I'm not doing it because I do want David Fafita, but I definitely can see him like scoring 50 at the worst. So, look, that's that's going to be it for the listener Q&A. A little bit shorter this week. Um, I am recording another podcast today with a very special guest. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, it's going to go hand-in-hand hand with a little bit of uh, science and a little bit of Supercoach as to how, I guess, players perform and whatnot. But, yeah, look, really excited. This one's been in the can for about a month now. So, record that one later today. And I might upload it tomorrow. If not, I'll upload it early next week. But for now, guys, keep your friends close. Keep your pods closer. Good luck for the week and have fun. That's all, folks.